Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. In a world of big-budget blockbusters, travel back in time to explore the epic and not-so-epic movies of yesteryear. Join Tim, Chris, Dana, and Spaz on their adventures through Nostalgia Land. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. Welcome back to On Second Watch. This is our nostalgia review of The Last Crusade. This is part two, where we talk about everything that we saw and learned. Uh, And I kind of wanted to start off this episode uh, apologizing to Dana, because when I went back and listened to part one, we were ganging up on her hardcore (laughs) (laughs) about how great this movie was. And I'm not saying that she didn't enjoy it. We'll, We'll talk about that, but we were a little aggressive and uh no it was rightfully so well listen just i mean in the fairness of what we're trying to do i want to make sure everyone can be open and honest about their nostalgia and their feelings about a movie and just because some of us are obsessed with something we're not going to force them to like it aka big trouble little china um thank you we've accepted that which i still have not accepted that so i don't know what you're talking about we 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 should move to acceptance. We don't need to agree. No, I hate but, acceptance. Uh, well, we're we're gonna have to try. Just I just uh, when I was listening to, it, I was like, man, we were uh, we weren't giving her a chance. I mean, we were <laughs> well, talking I mean, that. in all fairness, look how she reacted to Big Trouble in Little China. She already set the precedence there. That she hates everything we like. Yes, I know. I <laughs> but wow. I will agree with Dana on Big Trouble Little China. Totally. Thank Carrie, you. Carrie, Thank you. Carrie, you can rot in hell too. <laughs> no. Thanks, Dan. No problem. How dare you? So, Dana, you you have my word. We will accept your responses and thoughts on some movies that we see. It doesn't mean we'll like them. Um, so, my my threat to kicking you out of the house for not liking Indiana Jones if you don't like it, you would just just leave for five minutes and you can come back. Ah, uh, that's not long enough. It's got to be at least twenty years, Tim. She gone. You're just trying to swoop in my on my lady, so just please back off. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously. But <laughs> then again, she hates, well, I don't know what she thinks about this one, but she was not a fan of Big Trouble in Little China, so I don't know. Hey, I don't know anymore. We'll find out. I'm sort of sorry, but sort of not for that. <laughs> wow. Wow, Dana. In my defense, I didn't know what I was getting up for, and then you guys definitely oversold it, so that's okay. Ooh. No, I don't mm. think we sold it enough. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't think we tried hard enough to sell it. Yeah, we could have tried. We could have gotten a lot better, Dana. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next yeah. time we'll do better. I swear. I feel to like God. it's a. Fa- I feel like it's a failure as fast as nice part. Yes. We're not selling it as good as we should have. Yes. Actually, you're right. You guys failed in every way. Well, if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. Chris <laughs> and his failures. Uh, so you know what? Maybe maybe we need to take up Gerald Okamura's offer, and when COVID's gone, we all go to California. We'll visit Carrie, and he'll take yeah. us around the uh, little Chinatown, and we'll we'll explore some of the scenes of Big awesome. Trouble. See if we can uh, get a new appreciation. Awesome. Yes, please. I like this idea. Shut so. up, Dana. You're not invited. Shh. Okay. You have I'm to enjoy the movie. You. Yeah, you have to like the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to go see Carrie, and I want to go see this. So we're, we're good here. Carrie doesn't like you. What? It's a lie. I've got her back. No, you well, don't. I mean, now that we've established that, like Dana doesn't really care much for like '80s action movies. I guess you know I'm I'm interested to see how she uh, enjoys uh, the Last Crusade. Oh, nice, nice way to bring us back to the yeah, topic. segue. <laughs> yeah, reeling it back in. Uh, I'm trying. Well, then uh, let's get this fun stuff out of the way. Let's go to over under and things, and go through our list here and see how we all did. Good idea. I feel so like I bombed it. Well, let's see. Um, yeah. I know I did. <laughs> we'll see. 
Question number one. How many times does Sean Connery call Indy Junior in this movie? Not enough. Yeah, seriously. The bar was set at 12.5, and it was actually 16. Hmm. Nice. So it was over, so that means Dana and Spaz get the point. Sorry, uh. <laughs> 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 Harry. <laughs> it was... There were there were a lot of juniors. There was yeah. uh, more than more than I um, definitely uh, recall. Agreed. And that's the thing. It's like I was. There was also I was thinking about how many times does Indy say "dad" in this movie, and I think it's actually around forty times. Yeah. Well, yeah. Always yelling at him. Yeah. See, what's what's funny too is I think Carrie would Carrie and I would have been fine with that question until like the last ten minutes of the movie where they use that word like five times. Well, they use it so five. Different. They use it like five times. Literally at the end of the movie, yeah. When yeah, they're on exactly. when they're on the horses, Lee going right. back in town or whatever they're doing, yeah. So that was that just helped me out right there. It's one of the best lines of the movie, and Junior and Jenna was the name of the okay. dog. All right, before we proceed, <laughs> let's hear everybody's Sean Connery Junior impression. No. Yeah, let's go. Yes. Um, I will. I, I will not do this, but I will. I will listen to all of yours. Oh, no. Come on! You already <laughs> hate Big Trouble. At least no, no, no. Do this. I, see, I can't. I can't be prompted. I'll randomly do it when you guys okay. are not thinking about it. So, all right. Before this recording is done, I need to hear Dana go, Junior, <laughs> at least once. <laughs> It'll be random. I can't do it on command. All right. No. All let's right. get everyone. Let's get everyone else out of the way. Chris, me. All right. I can't be prompted. I'll just have to oh. be random. <laughs> Fine. Okay. You guys can just hit me with it during this whole recording. All right. Just just find your moment. I'll, and I'll try to hit just, you with my best shot. Just, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> Moving on. Bush question. Uh, That's question two. What is the total body count? And that bar was set at 40.5. Chris said over. Everyone else said under. And it was actually over. Yeah. Nice. The bodies did hit the floor. <laughs> oh, they did. <gasps> oh, there we go again. <laughs> the only reason I think I was, I was able to get that is because of the scenes with they, they blow up like truck fulls of people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I am not going to tell you the actual count because I might need to save that for a uh, tiebreaker later. I'm just impressed the fact of that is you kept that level of counting. Um, I, this is Tim. I, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, kept, I kept track and then I verified it across multiple sources to make sure that I was at wow. least on, on par. If it has so, a half number, I'm going to lose my shit. There was a, l- there was a couple discrepancies, but um, 50... Oh, I just there we go. No, I there you go. Wait a minute. Just spoiled it. Junior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh man. Well, there we go. Uh, that's why I don't do these things. Anyway, Perfect. let's jump to uh, question three. How many times do we hear the Raiders march? And I asked twenty point five, and Dana was the only one that said over. It was actually under. <laughs> significantly less times than I ever remember hearing it. Six? Around six or seven? Uh, nope, because I'm going to save that one for the tiebreaker now, just okay. in case. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like if... But the Grail theme, every time... I mean, that yeah. Grail song was played probably 900 times. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Did I you just that blow the fact that there is a tiebreaker needed? I said if I need it. <laughs> so, yes, there's a tiebreaker. <laughs> we'll find out. You know, I got some... Some things to work out here. The game is a fort. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Pond! <laughs> I'll take the penis mite here. I don't know if doing an impression of an impression counts towards my ass for something. We need to go deeper. There we go. There we go. Two out of four out of the way. Anyway. Two out of five, Tim. You ain't getting out of this. Yeah, I've already done it. I've said Junior at least twice since we started recording. But did you mean it? <laughs> With my entire heart. All right, I'll let it slide then. Thank you. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, question four was our multiple choice about the theme song. Did you guys hear it? 
Yes. What? Uh, the theme song, <laughs> the the other John Williams theme song that was played during the piano oh, scene. I wasn't so this paying was, attention. So this was when uh, Indy was talking to Donovan in the hotel suite during that party. Mm-hmm. When his wife opened up the door, there's a piano playing, and there in the background is one of John Williams' themes playing. Oh. Um, Carrie, what which did you hear? Uh, it was the Imperial March, and it's a total reveal. Yeah, it is. It was the Imperial March. Oh, no kid. Nice. And Chris took a total stab at that one and got it right. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris and Carrie guessed correctly on our multiple choice question. All right. Nice job, guys. So let's see. We got halfway through our questions. Chris has three. Dana has one. Spaz has two. And Carrie has two. On the board. It's all down here. <laughs> it's going Chris- to be Chris and Carrie in the... Uh, Sudden death. Chris and Carrie. Time will tell. Alrighty. Jumping down to question number five. So how many people does Indiana Jones shoot in this movie? Specifically using his gun. Three. And... Well, how else do you shoot somebody? There's a lot of ways you can shoot somebody. With a tank? (laughs) Or a pen? With a pen? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... I asked 7.5, and Chris, Dana, and Carrie all said under. It was actually under. I know. There was three (laughs) right there in the tank. Mm -hmm. There was actually six. Six? Yeah. There was... So much for me paying attention today. Well, so you were right. The tank, he shot one bullet, killed three guys with that German gun. Mm -hmm. And then when he was rescuing his dad, he stole the machine gun or whatever that was and shot three people yeah but you said so. with his gun though didn't you with, with a gun oh with a gun oh i still got it wrong so it doesn't matter you're wrong i know i'm just so I know wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> just wrong wrong i know i'm wrong don't call me junior <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so the next question is how many times do we hear the wilhelm scream oh Oh man! <laughs> Everybody said over. Everybody was wrong. Yeah, it was yep. one time I think, right? One yep. time. Yep. Yep. I I cannot think of a movie where they actually had the scream more than once. So no. when everybody said over, I was kind of thinking like, oh, what? That's a good point because yeah, it's very distinct. Now that you say that, it's like a one and done kind of thing. All their movies. It's always one, and I just, I don't know. I think I got nervous on the spot. This was my first time playing Over Under, man. It, just the pressure was on. So I said <laughs> over, but man. You heard everybody say over, and you, you you bent to the peer pressure or bandwagoning. And... I did. And you sad. know what? You didn't hear people say Oh, that. no. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Such his name. Only <laughs> yeah, the name of the dog. Oh. <laughs> Carrie, are you the only one that hasn't said it yet? I am. Okay. I am. You're, you're waiting for that moment. We're going to yeah. beat this dead horse all all podcast long. That's the right. Punitive man. The Punitive Man. Only the Punitive Man can pass. <laughs> the Punitive Man heals before God. Alrighty. The next question. How many people does Sean Connery's character kill? And I'm not going to... It's. I know it's Dr. Jones, but I'm not going to get scolded by Carrie by discrediting the doctor it's true yeah so just sean connery's character how many people does he kill um i asked 8.5 everybody said under except dana and guess what it was actually over Woo! still what? surprising right he uh he killed 12 oh. people. are you are so, you count you counting the tank scene oh yeah yeah that's fair the um Car oh yeah, he that, that yeah, up. yeah. He blew yep. that thing up. There was like six people in that. I honestly was thinking like the seagull scene and like maybe one of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was actually two. twelve. Um, wow, shockingly, yeah. Mass kills. Right, that guy's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and our last question, our little fun little math question: uh, the difference between how many people Indy kills versus his father. And I asked 3.5. And because Sean Connery is a merchant of death, 
that was actually under. So Dana got that point. Oh, snap. So in the second half of this quiz, Dana dominated. Yeah. Which brings our final tally. Spaz, out of eight questions, you got two. Yay. <laughs> Typically. On the That's board. The same. And you stick them with the same number. I like it. Uh, Carrie in third place with three. Oh, I'm good at math, but I can't count. That's what I learned from this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and guess what? There's a tie. Tied. <laughs> we meet again. Tied for <laughs> Chris, this is our thing now. It is. Like, literally, this is our thing. How many how many ties have we had now? Is this like the third one? I think so. I I you know what? It's probably more. But oh, um man. tied with four correct <laughs> Chris and Dan. Or Dana. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I couldn't get four right if I saw the so... answer sheet. <laughs> Right. You know, you're really bad at these 50% chance at getting the question right. Well, why do you think I did so bad in school? It's 50-50, man. Flip of a coin. That's why I did so bad in school. If I, get, if I, don't, have, if I don't have carry or Portray's paper to look off of, I'm going to fail. I mean, I didn't do much better. Just saying. Yeah, but you're still smarter. So, you'll, so I was, you know, I because I had to know. I, I did the math across all of our over-under games since we started this podcast, and I tallied up all the ones that Dan got right and the ones that he got wrong. And even though he's got a 50% shot chance, <laughs> oh, he's no. batting a 44%. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's where I like it. That's where I like it. As long as you're happy, man. All right, let's get this tiebreaker done. So let's go back to the Raiders' march. It was under 20.5. Let's go to 13.5 over <laughs> under. And Dana, let's have you go first. Um, I'm going to go under. Do you agree, Chris? I'd like you to repeat the question. You're asking to see how many times the Raiders March was played. That is correct. Specifically? The Raiders March specifically. What was the original question? Wasn't it over under 12? It was over under 20.5. 20. 20. And it was, it was under that, so I said 13.5 now. All right. Um, I, too, will also go under. All right. So if I change that 13.5 to, let's say, 10.5. Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm at the eye doctor. Is it one or two? <laughs> one or two? Better or worse? Better or worse? 13 or 10? 13 or 10? I gotta narrow you guys down here. Shit. I'm gonna go over on this one. I'm going to go under. The actual count is 12. Ah! Oh! <laughs> nice. Did that just happen? Dana <laughs> has won the last crusade. Woo! You've chosen wisely. <laughs> Well wow. done. So there we are. So now you have to like the movie, right? Not until I'm called on, sir. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm, sur so I'm sharpening my knives right now, Dane. I just want you to know that. But who says you need to? I'm just oh. preparing in case you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me before we jump into our nostalgia, I want to go back to the total body count and I said accidentally slipped up that it was fifty. Um, across my tally and a couple of sources on the internet came out to be about 50, 49, 50 was the average there. Um, there were a few that were debated and I want to at least bring this up. So when they were trapped in the fire scene in the chairs and they were spinning around in the fireplace, there were four Nazis that got spun around into the fire area and locked in there. Yeah. So they were debating. It's like, well, we don't know if they were actually killed. But they right. might have died. Odds are they probably couldn't escape, but hey, they didn't confirm those. So there was that. And then there was a big debate. There's more people debating this than I thought they would, but the Grail Ghost. I mean, he wasn't really dead, right? No, so he was alive still. He was alive for yeah. seven, eight hundred years or whatever it was. And they said that, or people were debating whether or not he actually died. I'm like, well, uh, well, I mean, I mean I, it depends. I mean, I mean, it, 
the assumption of that one at least is yes, but you don't know because I mean, um, she screwed up by taking the grill over the um, the crest or whatever, yep. and the whole place started falling apart. So, like, if we were just going to assume, you know, the whole temple fell apart, everything did, not just the front area, but everything. Right. So, I would assume that he got got. Yeah, and I, I guess if the temple falling apart didn't take him, the fact that the Grail was gone and right, he's as good as gone anyway. But that's the, you didn't you didn't yeah. see it happen, so exactly. there's the bait. You can only assume. Yep. But it was you know it's fun, it's fun to like, for some reason people like to debate that kind of stuff. But hey, that's what we're here for too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that really ticked me off when I was reading about this, we we talked about it in part one, but. Uh, Indy shooting his gun, and you were mentioning that Indy tries everything he can possibly do to not shoot his gun, and I never thought about that before, and kind of thinking back to the movies, like, yeah, he really doesn't. He yeah. always carries it around with him, uh, but he rarely uses it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the thing that made me mad was the fact that when I looked up how many people he actually shot um, in the movie that shall not be named, it was zero. <laughs> so there's got to be at least one i mean come on at yeah, least one he has <laughs> shot yeah all three movies before the one that must not be named he shot and killed somebody yeah so come on james mangold let's let's bring indy back anyway okay Seriously. enough of that i don't want to talk about that crystal failure again <laughs> um so let's let's jump into our nostalgia, and I want to start with Carrie since she's our guest of honor. What'd you take away from this movie? Kind of approaching it from a more of a reviewer's perspective instead of just just watching it. Yeah, uh, well, I still enjoyed. I feel like I've seen this movie in bits and pieces over the years. I've never like sat down and watched the whole thing all the way through. And when I sat there, I think one of my favorite things that I was laughing about this time was. Oh my gosh, there's a chase scene in like literally every mode of transportation in this movie. You know what? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I found that like absolutely hilarious. I still think the end scene where they ride off away from Petra is like one of my favorite (laughs) endings to a movie. Um, And again, I kind of like the dialogue better in this than like Raiders, for example. But at the same time... um, you know, well, there was a lot more like action chase scenes than I ever remember there being. You know what? You mentioned that. And I'm thinking it's like. Besides like a spaceship, I mean, they were literally. OK, there's yeah, there was a train. There were boat horses, boats, oh, motorcycles, oh. Tank. airplane. Yeah. Blimp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they left nothing out. Right. Was there a foot chase scene? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's constantly running. How about the time um, when um, Brody and uh, is it is it Shaw? Yeah. Is John Rice Davies' character? Yeah. Um, where they're trying to cut through um, that city and they're trying to escape those four guys. Right. Remember, he's like, run. And he's like, huh? What? Huh? Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's a ridiculous truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> truck door, yeah. Papers, please. Papers. Of course. <laughs> Run. Yes. Papers. Yeah. Got it here. <laughs> Just finished reading it myself. <laughs> Run. Uh, yes. Yeah. Egyptian mail. Morning edition. Uh, Run. Did you say... Uh, <laughs> okay, so that, that truck door scene, the thing I thought was funny was the guys that actually shut the door, and then they just kind of went back about their business. They're just yep. like, oh. It's like, oh, look at what's going on over here. What's, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Let's trap this guy. Okay, back to work. But yeah, you know what? You're right. I never thought about how many chase sequences there were and that was probably half the movie <laughs> yeah yeah and the rats the rats just like still to this day i'm not even scared of rats but there was just a lot of rats i just was it still makes my skin crawl just looking at that scene even though i know way- half of them are animatronic it doesn't matter <laughs> there are way too many there's a lot of rats i i, d- I don't think they were animatronic though no I think half um, of them are. I think there's 50%. I, I remember reading in trivia or something at Universal Studios back in the day. Um, 
like 50% were like bred live rats. I think they used something like a, a few thousand rats for that team, yeah. but then the ones that were going to catch fire and stuff are like little machine. Bank, okay. Yeah. I can see them being like just like straight up, straight up fake and stuff. I didn't, I don't know if I read anything about animatronic, but I can see that. The ones on the bottom of the pile, I think, are fake. Yeah. You know, because I was, when I was reading about this, they, I, I know that they had bred the rats in, you know, captivity because they needed them to be clean and safe for them to, you know, obviously Interact do what they had them, them do. Yeah. And in fact, they were crawling all over them and walking through them and stuff. So they had, they had to have clean rats. So they bred them for that purpose. But then when they lit the tunnel on fire, I'm watching the rats. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this, is this real fire? Is this, I, I can't tell. This is 89 trying to do the math. Like, is it possible for it to look like this? But you know, if they were animatronic, then sure they could set it on fire, be, mm-hmm. you know, go crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look back at that scene, they were trying so hard when they were walking to like not step on the rats kick the rats it was the most delicate walk i mean if you think about it if these were just regular sewer rats in that was a real scenario i don't know if indiana jones and all of them would be like delicate yeah, no, they'd be kicking them out of the creatures you'd be pumping them down the down into the water as they made their way down there but these guys if you watch back at that scene especially the one scene where i think it's indiana jones he actually steps on one he almost like like falls over he lifts his foot up yep. so quickly not to injure the rat anymore yep um it just makes me kind of chuckle i have a lot of problems i with love scene, the part though. where indiana jones can swim with his eyes open in petroleum water yep mm-hmm. how about the fact that if you watch in slow motion when he shoulders the the, the yeah. cement um if you watch it though just from like a movie perspective he bashes the shit out yep. of his head <laughs> yes he does <laughs> like the, the the opening falls away, but he's too far to the left. So as he falls through it, he just clocks his head on the outside part of that wall. There's another scene like that too. I forget where it was, but like he clocks himself again in the head, and I'm like, damn, dude, Harrison Ford is getting the shit kicked out of him in this movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough about the rats. I could go on about that scene because every like every minute of that scene, I'm like, wait a minute, this this is stupid, <laughs> but eh, whatever. It was fun. I don't care. Yeah, it was, it was fun. be stupid. Yep. All right, um, Spans, how about you? You've uh, you're giving Dana a bunch of shit for not watching this movie yet. It's been fifteen something years, you said. Oh yeah, it's been a while for sure. I forgot how much I really love this movie. To be honest with you, inside, like the first part of the movie with River Phoenix as young Indy, uh, that part was awesome. I that totally slipped my mind. To be honest with you. So it was nice to get a refresher course in that, and I'm gonna have. I'm probably gonna watch it again sometime this week. Oh. But uh, most of Sean Connery, he got me, man. That man can act. Just like his facial expressions, I laughed a couple times watching this movie. Just watching him and everything he was doing with his eyes and mouth and everything when Indiana Jones and Elsa were talking about how she slept with him and all this stuff, and he's just like, oh yeah. It was me too. I was there. But no, it's, this movie's great. I loved it. And uh, I'm really happy that we're doing this because there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen in a long time that I'm watching again because of this podcast. So it's nice. Uh, you figured it out. We're, we're doing Damn this right. all for you. <laughs> At least somebody's <laughs> thinking about me. God. No, you're, I, th- I think you're right. Um, I The interaction between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery are great. Just... Every time Indy does something, he's like looking to his dad for a sign of approval, and his dad's just like, said, "No, that wasn't good." No. That father-son dynamic was was great. I they yep. nailed that one. It was a lot of fun to watch. It really was. Uh, Harrison Ford, yeah, they played well off each other for sure, and just the other actors too. I mean, uh, the uh, commander uh, of the Nazis, that guy was great. He was really good too. I forgot how much of a dick that dude was, man, but. He played his role well. Nazis. Yeah, well, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? I think you said it's been been a few years. Got bits and pieces, but... It was a good trip down memory lane for me. I mean, this was one of my favorite movies growing up. So, yeah, no, I had a blast. I, I mean, it's a lot more lighthearted, from my recollection, than, like, Raiders. Oh, yeah. And I think, I don't know if that's, like, a detriment. I don't know if that's why a lot of people prefer Raiders over this, is because this is more comedic overall whereas the first one was a through and through action movie with bits and pieces here and there of humor yeah i mean it's really 
it's crazy how different they all are yet they still feel like indiana jones i mean each one feels like indy except for the last one right i mean yeah i mean we we beat the we beat the shit out of the last one because it's it's a terrible movie but it is in and of itself a indiana jones film and like you said you know each one is uniquely different from location to you know yeah obviously the story and stuff i mean raiders and last crusade do have you know the nazis you know that is the overarching theme and it's got the religious um aspect you know pursuit yeah you know ark of the covenant the whole it also movie, has you know. face melting off in both movies as well mm-hmm, that is true i honestly cannot remember what he was trying to pursue in temple of doom uh those three stones or the um they, the uh, yeah they're the three stones from that village that glow or something i don't know what they're what they were for but mm. i just remember there are three stones it's been a very long time since I've seen Temple of Doom. Yes, likewise. So, yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I had a good time watching it again. Uh, like I said, this uh, this is very nostalgic for me because this was one of the de facto movies that I watched growing up to the point where I was going to be an archaeologist when I got older, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, no, it was fun to come back and revisit it. Yeah, I, you know, it's just, it's like like we keep saying, I think if we had to summarize it down to a single word, I think the one we use the most is fun. And sometimes that's what you're looking for in a movie. Just a fun sit down and enjoy the trip. And yeah, exactly. it helps that it's it's got you know, it, it's not as crazy action as, you know, say something like Raiders, but it's it does definitely has its action, the chase scenes, the the comedy, the drama. It's got it all. It's just and it's just a fun it's a fun movie. All right, I think the review everybody is looking for is Dana. So, Dana, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go now? You know, I think you should go oh. first. All right. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. I want to keep the suspense going. Yeah. The, suspense. Guys, the suspense needs to keep going here. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's, it it works out well if Dana goes at the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. Podcast and leave. <laughs> we get all we need so Chris can throw his headset down and walk away. And Right. <laughs> Disgust. Go over here with my pack of Twizzlers and not Twizzlers. I think I think I'm offended by the fact that you guys are already assuming it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I mean, killing I me. mean, look look at the look at the bases that we have to go off of, Dana. Yeah, you, you guys, <laughs> big mm-hmm. trouble and little China. I think for everybody, Kurt Russell's ashamed of you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that that bothers me too much. <laughs> That's blasphemy, Dana. <laughs> that is wow. blasphemy. You say sorry to Kurt. How? No. Damn it, woman! You apologize to Captain Ron right now. Now that's a movie we need to watch. <laughs> All right, I will. I'll go, and then you can you can follow my my carry on here. So yeah, going I mean, off everybody of what... already hates me, right? <laughs> no, just kidding. Not yet, Dana. Not <laughs> just yet. Kidding. We don't hate you, Dana. We hate your opinions on the movies yeah. we enjoy. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Tim. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> so let's just kind of continue what I was already saying. It's like this is this is fun. I, it's it's an enjoyable ride, and it got me thinking. Star Wars means a lot to me, um, obviously because I I kind of grew up with that movie. So it's just Star Wars is everything. But obviously, those that have not seen Star Wars. Um, now they're as an adult, they sit down and watch it. Like, is this, you really like this? This is really what's popular. So maybe Indiana Jones has that kind of feel. It's like, if you kind of grew up with this and that time and, you know, seeing cinema presented the way that it was, maybe it just, it means something. Maybe that nostalgia actually plays a huge part in why it really still resonates us with us to this day. But regardless, um, it's I just had a lot of fun watching this. There's a there's quite a bit that I wrote down that I wanted to bring up. So I'll run through those really quickly. The the fact that they used uh young Indy using the whip for the first time and he cuts his face to explain Harrison Ford's scar was was great. That was that's funny. And also I don't think there's a single movie out there that has a better sound effect for a punch oh, to the agreed. face. Agreed. Agreed. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, that is so true. <laughs> How about how about yeah. you enjoy the fact that it's not even half the time they're not even punches? It's like this like half open fist slap. Yeah, it's like not even a huge wind up. It's just like right. A... Oh. I was thinking about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was thinking about that last night too. 
I miss older movies where it's like a single punch knocks everybody just out. Oh cold. yeah. I mean, I mean like he uh, yeah, he did a half wind up and he knocked two guys off of a freaking tank. That was great. You got I, nothing on, on Indiana yeah, Jones, seriously. Come on. Indiana Jones is some man That's of right. efficiency. Ah, <laughs> uh, Venice. Um, <laughs> and this so watching it now was the very first time I recall or noticed that when they were talking about Indiana's mom and the fact that you know, she died because she was sick and she hid it from yeah. everybody. That was the first time I, I, I noticed that they actually talked about his mom in, in some capacity to let you kind of in on what was going on there, which I thought was just, just kind of an interesting piece. I, I was going to say, I think that's one of the reasons I kind of like The Last Crusade is if you think about the first two movies, you know, he's a professor, you know, moonlights as like an archaeologist adventurer and stuff, but you really don't know much else about him. Just going off memory here, so I'm sure if there's other people listening that have watched it recently, they're probably going to be like, oh no, they explain X, Y, and Z in each movie. I'm just going off memory from the last two times I've seen sure. Temple and I think, Raiders. I think him talking about his mom, like you said, Tim, but then in addition, that scene when they're on the blimp and talking about his childhood and how he was never around and saying, like, right. did you need me, basically? And that kind of father-son, like, I raised you tough sort of mentality was actually like a really good backstory that explained a lot of his relationships in the movies. Absolutely, yeah. And I also thought it's interesting they explain all of this in the last movie of the trilogy. I mean, it, it makes it worth going back and rewatching him and explains more. But I, you always get that explanation, you, you know, in the movie, the first movie, you know, when they're when they're setting up the the series, the movie run, you know, and we get it at the end, you know, several almost ten years later after Raiders came out. And that's and that's the thing is they delivered it without it feeling like forced dialogue right. about about his past, like. You know, sometimes movies or sequels will explore like there's some mystery that needs to be solved about the past. This was this was brought up father son talk that just it fit the story and the progression of the characters. So it was I don't know. I liked it. Another thing I thought was funny was the whole scene where they were escaping the blimp on the plane and says, I didn't know he could fly. It's like fly. Yes. Land. No. (laughs) And, you know, just being ironic that he crashed land on a golf course not too long ago. That's what popped in my head was that story, that headline I read, the Harrison Ford crashes on golf course. I think my favorite scene, just because it's when the tank goes <laughs> over the cliff and the Nazi is still oh, hanging yeah. onto the tank, oh, yeah. seeing him roll down the hill. It just, it, it, it looks so fake. It just, I laugh every time I see it. And it's just yep. awesome. <laughs> My favorite line is still, he chose poorly. And a little smug smile on his face, which is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> and then the very last thing when the call out was that the doctor's name was Elsa. And Dr. Jones tells Indy to let it go. Oh, God, I knew you were going there. Yep. Ooh. And I was going to say that they should sue Disney for uh, infringement. But uh, now that Disney owns the franchise, I guess that's uh, it's not going to happen. It's a moot point there. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I guess having kids, it's just frozen just this nonstop in my brain. It's, it's absurd, but it's anyway. It's you into the unknown. Stop time. it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what I got. I It was just, it was a fun watch, something I have not sat down and watched in a long time. And I'm glad I got to take Dana through this ride. And Dana, let's let's hear your review. Yes, Dana. Let's hear your review. So I'm going to start off with saying that I I enjoyed the movie, which I know is shocking to you guys. All right, right? I'll stick around. (laughs) (laughs) You can put your knives down, put them away, and we're good. Um, All of Spaz has is safety scissors anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I enjoyed it. Um, There were a few things I noticed, and Tim kind of stole a little bit of that from me from when I made That's a comment last night um i think had i seen this when i was younger i would have felt more strongly about the movie than i do but it, a main reason is is because a lot of this story was copied by other movies that i have seen um like things like national treasure or whatnot like the storyline was very similar in a lot of ways so well, now obviously of independence it's totally are we talking different 
yeah, about Nicolas like, Cage in Indiana Jones. I can't even like fathom. I can. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hating it in my head right now. Ugh. I mean, no, I hate it too. But I mean, like the storyline itself. If if you I, I compare you're, it, I, it's very yeah, similar. I know what you're yeah, saying. But, I mean, it's a very. If you boil it down to what it is, it's a very cliche story yes. in a ton of movies. You know, search for treasure, search for this unfound thing, and deal yes, with all the issues along the way you know between you know the protagonist and the antagonist and you know all the other stuff in between so i mean i get what you're yeah. saying yeah i mean and it's it's not a bash on this movie because obviously this movie did this prior to national treasure and things like that and i know that there's more movies that have a similar storyline in that regard so i feel like for me at least i think the movie would have been a little bit um stronger in the sense had i seen it first because I, I would have had the memories of watching it first that way and then and enjoying it in that regard. Again, I still like this movie, so that's not an issue. Um, I do feel like the soundtrack for this movie is definitely on point. It was very good. Um, I think it helps having seen John Williams live and then having him actually use scenes from this particular movie to show how music makes a difference in movies. I know we've talked about it in other podcasts, but... Um, it was, I thought that that was really actually one of my favorite parts of this movie. Um, and I don't know, overall, I mean, it was enjoyable. But I think that the nostalgia for me, at least, might have changed my opinion slightly versus you guys, where you guys all saw it as kids. And I think it would have been a lot different had I seen it beforehand. Did you, have you seen any of, I think we covered this, but I can't remember. Have you seen any of the Indiana Jones movies besides this one and the other one? <laughs> I've only seen the other one. <laughs> okay, so you've never seen Raiders or Temple. No. Okay, Mm-mm. okay. You, no. sh- so, you, you, you should. It's on Netflix. Go Temple ahead and jam out. We can watch Temple. Yeah, as I say, you should definitely hammer through uh, Raiders. Yeah. Raiders is really good. I love I, Raiders. I, Temple, I that, Temple yeah, can be skipped. Temple's okay. Well, but I mean, watching this one though, it's it's one of those things where if the movie was on. I would watch the other ones as well. So it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it, it was enjoyable enough. I would. It's a, a good way to describe it. It's one of those movies. Yeah. Like you said, growing up, it makes me appreciate it for a lot more mm-hmm. now, but it's also like, I think a combination of like everyone's been saying, it's a fun movie. If, exactly. you know, if I, if I had cable and I, I was just flipping through the channels and I was doing something and I wanted background noise and this happened to be on a channel, I would leave it just for, you know, it's just one of those movies that's just fun to have on, regardless of the amount of times you've seen it. I I definitely think that that would be the case for me, at least. So, I mean, but again, the nostalgia factor, though, I don't have that like you guys do. So I think that my view of the movie may be a little bit different because of that. But I saw a lot of positives to this, too. So it was one of those where I was like, I enjoyed it. It definitely was not a bad film at all. And I, I mean, we watched, um, I think we watched our version of this on Netflix. So it was one of those that was like remastered too. Yeah, that's and where I watched I, it. Yeah. I appreciated a lot of the parts of the movie that way too. So visually, it it also was something that I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot it was an old movie for that reason. Other than the fact that obviously the actors were a lot younger in this movie than at anything I've seen mm-hmm. them in recently. But I mean, no, overall though, I liked it. So good choice. Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> I I feel kind of bad that Nick Cage ruined this movie experience for you. I have, I, I, I I appreciate the fact that of, out of all of the movies that follow this <laughs> plot and theme, you know, when you boil it down to, Dana just immediately goes to Nicolas Cage and National Treasure, and that just, it makes me laugh. I mean, there's so so many other movies that that do the find the lost treasure, da 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 da, and she's yeah. like, Nah, man, Nick Cage. Declaration of Independence, and I'm like, all right, I, I, okay, all right. okay. I don't, I don't particularly care for him. You can ask him. I'm sorry, or my brother uh, uh, who uh, tortures what? me. But like, like him as an actor, like in like Con such Air. classics as like like Con Air and The Rock <laughs> with Sean Connery. Oh my God! Here we are. We're getting back in the proper footwork. You like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, and then you go and you drop this bomb on everybody. We're right back to square one here. 
Now, Dana, legit question for you, though. Like, if this is the movie you associate with that genre, have you ever seen, like, The Goonies or any of the other ones from the same time? Of course. Of course. And that's, and you still think National Treasure. Yeah, that's what we're getting at here. What? (laughs) I'm just going to say, like, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't the whole, like, I explained it to Tim yesterday, so So, he probably might be better at explaining what I'm thinking. I look at it like this. You're you're looking at what I enjoy is that a movie takes something we know and things that have been established in our minds from history or, or whatever, what have you. And they reveal the hidden secrets of that thing. So you take national treasure. We know the Declaration of Independence. We've a lot of us have been to DC and seen these things. And what they did with that movie is reveal that there's, there's some secrets that is are hidden plain sight things that we might've just ignored and lead you to some adventure. I guess the same kind of thing with the last crusade is, you know, you hear the story of the grail or um, the fountain of youth and these kind of things. And, you know, the, it's like the story, the maps were like right in front of you the whole time, but it takes them piecing it together and they're the only ones to find it. So it, that's the kind of stuff that I like because, you know, I, I mean, I like National Treasure just because it's like, wow, this is like in your face. This is, you know, could this happen? No, of course not. But wait, does Sean yes. Bean die in that movie? No, no, he I doesn't. Think Sean they get arrested at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's, kidding. That's why it, I asked. It's, it's, a, it's a Disney movie. He doesn't die. Some of his oh, that's, yeah. people well, die. That, I take it back. Right. But I mean, it, it's just, it's a, it's an adventure larger than life treasure hunt on that scale like the i don't know um so there's there's another movie that uh, you and you guys will know the name of it and i can't think of it off the top of my head tom hanks was at it with like they were looking for the holy grail literally i know the da vinci code Code? yeah this is very similar to it as well or angels and demons yes that I think That's, I was thinking angels and demons yeah. at first, but either way, you know what I'm saying. It was like the same like general storyline, even though the movies were different or maybe going about something different. It's like, there's a lot of these types of movies that had that similar like look and feel to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's a little bit more extreme. I think you guys kind of see where I was going with it. And, and none of it's a bash on anything. It's just one of those where I think had I seen this movie before, I would have viewed that as like, oh, that's the original, that's the one kind of a thing, and maybe enjoyed it in the sense of like, this brings me back to when I was a kid, and I really enjoyed that. So, I don't know. Either way, it was good. (laughs) Which is really funny, because The Last Crusade certainly isn't the first to kind of do this kind of film. I know what you're saying, but like, I mean, it's been, that trope, that, that, this trope that we're talking about has been done time and time and time again since, it has you know, ad nauseum. I mean, hell, even Raiders, as you boil it down, it's the same plot. Just different scenery, different characters. Yeah, exactly. But I think um, this franchise was one of the first ones to do it on, like, the big budget. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, with, I'll, with I'll say that, yeah. Directing it. Um, so I just think it was just a lot more powerful. But I can see what you're saying, Dave. As, and especially, like, looking back at, as an adult, there are things that I'm like, yeah, the physics of that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, when I would watch <laughs> oh, yeah. the, Like, the... The one blade coming out of the floor, I, like, still makes no sense to me and things like that. But like, it was part I of the entire mechanism. <laughs> okay, they had to add a sweet little somersault in there, so they added another blade. But if you're kneeling, you're not somersaulting. Uh, he did. Did you see him pop up and roll out of the way? It's a barrel no, roll. I'm... Yeah, it's a barrel roll. All right. I don't. I don't think you're praying right, Carrie. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> if you can't tuck and barrel roll out of the way, if a blade comes out of the ground, you're not praying, right? Yeah. You guys went to school with me at a freaking Catholic school. I don't remember ever being taught how to do this properly, and I Look, think you should have said about it. I don't remember much of that because half the time we had to kneel, I was trying to take a nap. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there you go. But it also made me laugh. Like last time when I was watching this, just because of so many movies nowadays that kind of follow the same process I'm, I'm watching these guys try to decode these these three trials if you will and i'm thinking why did anyone just blow the shit out of them out of these traps and just walk by the rubble i mean he stops it with a rope and a hook a rope that happened to be probably thousands of years old so i'm, gl- I'm so glad it was like you know bounty tough you know and able to handle like stopping the blade mechanism 
and i'm just thinking like yeah seriously like no one we we, we don't we we can't cross like build a ladder to go over the, the second trial and the third one i mean he figured it out at the end by throwing dirt and stuff but i'm like no one could put like a zip line or some shit am i overthinking this probably that's okay it's it's a, like what it's supposed to be like 90 years ago or something i guess he swung around on a bullwhip <laughs> that's fair fair vines in the forest <laughs> We don't talk about that, Tim. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> Giant killer ants. But, oh like, I don't know. I don't know. It made me chuckle because he, he's like, I'm thinking, oh, here's all these, you know, dead bodies around here. No one's, you know, found this in years. Those that have it, they've all failed. And he's the first one, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. A little kneeling, a little barrel rolling. Got it. Well, he got that from you know? his dad, though. I know it just made me laugh. I'm thinking, here's this giant group of Nazis with guns. No one's like, hey, just, like, just shoot the shit out of the mechanism. Let's walk by this thing. Yeah, somebody get the Panzer Shrek. Yeah, see, we need suspense in the movie, Chris. I know it's, 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 it's within the confines of the movie's plot. I get it. I'm just saying. Nowadays, I feel like if this movie was made now, someone's like, I just threw, I was blowing the shit out of everything. Throw a hand grenade in or let it do its no, work. The holy hand grenade. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just fly a drone through here. What the hell? Yeah, right. We'll just bore a hole through the other walls. Forget it. Yeah, let's let's live stream it on Twitch. Let's go. <laughs> click, <laughs> click here for now to subscribe. Kill me. Yeah, on that note, make sure to head. Never mind. <laughs> um. But uh, all right. So we've gone through the nostalgia. Yeah. We've talked about what we liked, what we didn't like. Let's jump into our final ratings um and i got a note i've upgraded and now our nostalgia scores are in the cloud instead of using excel so yay me look at you go yeah anyway so let's let's go into our rewatch ratings and carrie our guest you gave this a nine for our nostalgia score after actually sitting down and watching it for the first time in a while where where do you sit today yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm nominating it for Best Picture, right? It's nostalgia, and I'm leaving it at a nine. I love this movie. Spaz, you gave it an eight. And I'm going to bump it up to a nine with Carrie. <laughs> Thanks, moving Spaz. On up. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on up to the east side. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. Oh, we we don't need oh, to, to, yeah. to sing the song. <laughs> George Jefferson. Mm. All right. So, what in your mind warranted the full one point bump to your rating? Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess you know. Clarify. <laughs> Just gonna put that simply. That's um. This is as good as expl- explanation as any as I expected. So. <laughs> yep, you got I mean, what you asked for. I mean, ba- you guys all said it, man. There, sure, there's some bad parts, CGI. I mean, that whole leap of faith that was really destroying me because you could s- just tell how fake that was. But, you know what? It's funny because, like, I keep forgetting that this movie was actually made, like, on the cusp of, like, 1990. Yeah. Because because it takes place in 38 uh, and, and things like that. But, like, I don't know. It's something. It's something about the '80s. Every '80s film just feels like it's all been filmed like at the same time, if you will. They all. They always look the same. Same. Same special effects. You know, same mannerisms of how to handle. Things. I don't know. It just makes me kind of laugh because I'm thinking this movie was almost in the '90s. Like, holy crap! Like this was like four years prior to Hocus Pocus. And okay. I'm like, I know, right? He brings that uh, up in every that- podcast. I was gonna say that has You're to be welcome. every episode. He's he's doing it on purpose just to piss me off. Uh, actually, I wasn't, but now I'm going to. Nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> Nightmare before Christmas. Booyah! Got it in. Well, that was that was another room. But anyways, I'm, I'm describing like how much how different it is and how how they look and stuff aesthetically. And I, I don't know. I just feel like every action movie from like the '80s and stuff is just they kind of cohesively look the same. You know what? It, you think about it. Um, even if you look at cars there's like this huge period of time where you know even though the years kept going like the look and feel the technology it just did not evolve fast plateaued yeah it just kind of just 
sat there for a while. And then, I don't know, the age of computers, once that started kicking off and became more available, suddenly innovation on top of innovation, things changed rapidly. But yeah, you're right. It just, you could look at almost any movie in the 80s and aesthetically, technology, it just, it looks the same. Yeah. It's it's, just, it's it's fun. I mean, I guess you know, you know, the saying if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, it worked for that then, and it was they're all big hits. But yeah, they all you look at them now, they're like, man, this 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 doesn't feel any different. I mean, it's a great movie. It's different story wise, plot wise, but like the action scenes and stuff such are very similar. They play by a certain book of rules, right? Well, since you're already going, Chris, where where's your uh, is your final rewatch rating? What I give it before and a nine. You gave it a nine. Oh, I'm gonna stay at a nine. Oh, yeah, staying. I'm staying at a nine. Yeah, this, uh, like I said, this, this is as far as nostalgia goes. This one is pretty high up there. This was probably one of my favorite movies growing up, and rewatching it the first time in several years, I, I remember why. It's just like you said, it's a fun movie. Wow, three nines, three for three. Do we make it four for four? No. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a nine. Um, I originally gave it an eight. I'm going to leave it at an eight. It's a, it's a great film. I don't dislike much about it at all. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I love, obviously I love the music cause I'm a uh, John Williams slappy. I love almost everything Steven Spielberg comes out with. George Lucas is, you know, he's George. It's a very and, nice way of putting it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Your we yeah. understand this. No, he's not yeah. though. No, no, he's, no, he's definitely not. No. <sighs> Okay, let me explain this very quickly. Oh, here he we go. He is a creative mastermind. He's got brilliant ideas. His execution, eh, he needs, that's why he needs help. He needs someone <laughs> to rein in the craziness of yes. his ideas. That's why Empire Strikes Back was so good, because he did not direct it. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to not, you know, go on a tangent any more than I do. But I'm leaving this at an 8, which it's, to me, it's still a good rating. So don't hate it. There's there's a lot of great aspects to it. I don't think anything about it was game changer. Like if I look back at Jaws, I gave that a nine because it literally changed and invented the blockbuster. It was a it's it's a phenomenal film story and it brings a lot of you know great aspects to this movie. To me, it's still the best Indiana Jones movie, and it's something I will always sit down and watch and enjoy. Deservedly so. It's it's it still ranks up there as, as one of the top movies and I don't think I will would ever not recommend somebody to watch it. So I'm glad that we finally got a chance to sit Dana down and watch a proper Indiana Jones movie. Thank you for finally fixing that. Hey, I get one thing right a year and this was it. So <laughs> so Dana, let's let's go to you. You had your nostalgia review based off of our reviews, um, our forced hand and carry. You gave it a seven. After watching it Officially and experiencing this movie, uh, where are you at today? Okay, so I'm going to say that my original seven was a peer pressure uh, seven. <laughs> so I kind of felt like I had to give it that. Um, honestly, I would leave it at a seven after watching it. And that is because um, without taking into account uh, feeling like I had to like it, I, it was just a very solid, enjoyable movie, and I would watch it again. So I'm just going to leave it at a 7, I think. So you leaving it at a 7, and everyone else's ratings, this movie has a final average for our unruly mob of an 8.4, which is 0.2 higher than our nostalgia. So things got better, at least for half of us. Yeah. So Last Crusade, it's a great watch. It's a lot of fun. It's a, I mean, honestly... When the kids are a little older, it's a great family movie, you know, even with the 50 people dying or whatever. Um, <laughs> they can watch it. They can, they can watch it. Maybe a couple scenes turn your head, but it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. Great dialogue. Great, uh, great humor. Um, just an all around really good movie. So I think uh, I, unanimously, we strongly recommend it. Good choice, so there, Gary. Yes. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Gary. Gary. Thank you. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Very happy to have <laughs> you on you. with us. Please come back. Save Please. us. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So there we are. That's our, uh, our nostalgia review of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So 
So I hope everyone that is interested has taken part in our over-under game. Uh, part one's questions have been posted, and every question that you guess correctly gains uh, extra entries into our giveaway. I think with the Matrix collectively, uh, there have been over 100 entries into that giveaway, so nice. just awesome. Nice. So thank you, everybody. Uh, I'm hoping just to kind of celebrate you know, what this podcast has turned into, because I, I think when we started it, it's like, hey, let's just, just do it for fun and see what happens, but I think... I'm just going to speak for everybody. I think we're still having fun, but we've, mm. we've learned eh, some of us <laughs> kidding. part of the fun is exploring our nostalgia and, and learning new things and forcing Dana to watch some movies that she's never seen before. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, definitely let us know what you think, what you'd like to see, share your nostalgia with us. As we jump into our next movie, you'll see it announced on our social media coming up shortly. Now that I have our movie ratings and scores and all that kind of fun stuff in the cloud, I can, easily share it with everybody so it'll be out on social media and an upcoming um, actual website for all our stuff so keep your eyes open for that i'll be looking for your contributions to our nostalgia uh, whether it's by you know leaving us an audio or sharing your thoughts we'll be happy to play them on our show so definitely uh participate have some fun with it like you know we like i said we keep trying to have some fun too so thank you everyone for listening the standard subscribe follow us all that fun stuff but you'll see us very active on on social media at least i am yeah. <laughs> on twitter and facebook <laughs> keeping the conversation going and uh, making some new friends along the way so i appreciate everyone's support and recommendations and all that stuff so thanks everybody and carrie again thank you very much for recommending this movie and joining us for this recording yes, thank you love you babe rock and roll thanks carrie thanks guys Alright. See ya. Spaz out. Oh Oh my god. Yeah, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Just just can't just just gotta slide it in there. Yeah. I kinda love it. Well that makes one of us. (laughs) 